Welcome to Ultra Level Up Chips, the final challenger. Hey y'all, welcome to the very first episode of the new and improved Level Up Chips, the weekly gaming podcast from CM Life that talks about everything game related. That's right, folks. When we say everything, we mean everything. Those Cookin' Mama games you played as a kid are not safe from discussion. Uh, all right, so my name is Michael Gonzalez. I'm your new host. Uh, my name or my pronouns are he, him, his, and my major is journalism and minor is uh, broadcasting and cinematic arts. And I have with me right here Hello, uh, my name is Isaac Hunter. My pronouns are he, him, his. Uh, I also go to CMU and my major is in history and my minor is in museum studies. All right, awesome. Um, so before we start anything else, just really quickly, I want to give a huge shout out to CM Life. Um, so pretty much we are going to be on YouTube, Spotify, and any other platform I really don't know about uh, that CM Life may be uh, sending out those podcasts to. Uh, this very first episode is going to be a little bit more about uh, getting to know us as hosts and explaining a little bit about what this is and going into the main topic of um, going down memory card lane. That's going to be a brand new segment. So uh, I'll, I'll start with uh, who I am. So let's start with my life as a gamer. I started at three years old and <laughs> I, I remember that when I was with my brother, you know, he was, he was six. I was just, you know, brand new. Apparently he would try to get the controller in my hand, you know, just as a newborn kid. And they had to explain, you know, my parents had to explain to him, that's not how it works. But by three years old, they gave me a controller, kind of plugged it in every now and then. And it's been, you know, like this from uh, then on. What about you? All right. Well, uh, my life as a gamer, um, I also definitely play video games with my siblings. Um, I'm the youngest of four. Um, and so it was pretty much uh, if my brother's like played a game I would be like at their side watching and if I like didn't know what to do I just at least watch the pictures go by um but yeah no I I in my household video games uh started on the computer really uh whether that be like I remember we had like a little like we got a lot of discs they used to have video games and like cereal boxes really yeah because I remember I had a Captain Crunch one where you like played as Captain Crunch and you had to like mine for the peanut butter, like uh, whatever they're called, like peanut butter cereal. Mm -hmm. I don't know, odd thing. I also in like, I don't know. So I started off with a lot of like small games like that, but eventually as I got older, it went to, I would play video games at my friend's houses. And so that's kind of like the really my start in gaming, especially with like consoles because all my friends had consoles. And so that's really how I got into that. What was like your first console? Uh, my first one that I personally, like, owned. Uh, sure. Oh, then that's gonna be Game Boy. I got a Game Boy from a yard sale, and I had, uh, red, blue, and yellow, which I don't have now. I'm pretty sure I got, I gave it away, but, like, I look back, I'm like, why didn't I keep that original Game Boy with red? It had Pokemon color? red, blue, and yellow? Yeah. Well, that's a shame, man. And now they're so gone in the world somewhere. I, I have a really stupid story about that. I uh, I really liked Pokemon as a kid, and around like 13 years old, I was thinking like, I'm too cool for Pokemon. Like, it was just too much of a baby thing. So I sold like my heart gold, I sold my, di uh, oh, my no. pearl, and what I got with all that trade-in money from GameStop I kid you not, was Animal Crossing New Leaf. And I was like, yeah, that's that's for the cool kids. That's that's it. Oh, uh, we all went through that phase though, where we're like, oh no, those are for you know, like those are for babies, those are for little kids. We're cool now. Ugh. And then so, and then you had a point too, like especially college, where you just go right back to it. You're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's this whole uh video game webcomic I follow that does, you know, awkward zombie. 
and they do that you know they'll have those comics and immediately it's that same thing around high school you think that pokemon is just not that cool and then college you're back into it mm-hmm. oh yes so um let's kick off into the other thing so we're going to talk about our favorite game genre or you know genres and uh favorite series from a video game so my favorite game is Ghost Trick for the Nintendo DS. I wanted to get a little, I don't know, virtual background here, but I couldn't find a good one. Uh, my favorite genre type is the JRPG and action-adventure first-person shooter. Very lengthy titles. And my favorite series of all time is Metroid. I absolutely love the Metroid series. Good picks. Uh, I played Metroid on a Game Boy emulator. Um, but, uh, no, okay, favorite game, hands down, is Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. For those listening at home, I am holding up my metallic case to Oblivion for the Xbox. Um, and I know that everyone's face in those games look like uh, lumps of clay, and it just looks awful. But I love the gameplay. Um, my favorite uh, genre would definitely be um like probably free roam like action rpgs like action adventure rpgs um but uh so i like that as well as like i don't know games that are reminiscent of like tabletop games like uh like dungeons and dragons stuff like that mm-hmm. um and then my favorite series Oh my gosh. If it's not Elder Scrolls, it's going to be Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah. No, the Zelda series, there's maybe only one game that personally I'd say I don't like, but otherwise, like, okay, it's Phantom Hourglass. Oh, I was going to say Link's Crossbow Training for the Wii. Um, Link's Crossbow Training was the best. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. Why don't you you like uh, Phantom Hourglass? I never actually played that one because i didn't have a 3ds but um i was a kid when it came out and i was one of those kids that said reading that's lame and basically every time that i was in a a new action rpg i would skip all the dialogue go straight to my brother and ask him what i'm supposed to do next Mm -hmm. and yeah that at a certain point he got fed up with it and just said no i'm not going to tell you what to do with phantom hourglass and i literally i was like racking my brain for like hours just trying to figure out what to do with this open world c game and they kept having puzzles it felt like i was just not getting through and i never get back to into it you know i can't do it it's just so it's so weird. No, no uh, you, you are correct. What would be like your least favorite Zelda game? Oh my God. My least favorite. Well, it would, I mean, I'm sure there's someone out there that's going to probably skewer me for this, but it's probably going to be like one of the original games, like that, like that flat, you know, it's dangerous to go alone, use this. Mostly just because, I mean, I started playing with Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, the games before that, right. I never really played. And so now, like, even when I tried to, like, there was, like, a... I think Legend of Zelda 2 was on, like, you can get on the Switch. But I'm just so I, bad at it. <laughs> I tried. I really tried to play Legend of Zelda 2. I've had it on, like, the 3DS. I've had it on the Switch, the Wii and every single time I play it, I, I get to like that first dungeon and I lose all my lives. They send me straight back to the, like that one altar with Zelda. And I'm like, I can't keep doing this. This is going to kill me. I just know it. Yeah, no, it, it gets you. Um, so, yeah. So, all right. So that's the series. Uh, really quickly, <laughs> we're just going to plug our own social media in um so my instagram and my twitter both are dank underscore yurtle um the reason behind that was i was yurtle the turtle in the the musical susical 
and I'm rhyming all the time and it's in high school I liked it I, I embraced that character even though it was a Germany allegory in World War II and I really hate that but like it had a mean baseline I liked it no yeah I don't blame you uh we love Susicle. uh I love musical theater so it's perfect uh my Instagram which doesn't post a lot but when it does they're special uh is just um it's like is the johu which is i-s-d-a-j-o-h-u uh i know boring name but that's just because it's my name the first two letters of each of my names hey that works you know why fix what isn't broke it beats dank yurtle so that i'll give you that i don't know it's a weird one man every single time i've had it where I've gone into Google Classroom in high school and it sucks because that's my username for Google. So they'll just see, <laughs> all right, we have uh, we have Elena, we have Ethan, we have a, a dank yurtle. Who is that? And I'm like, present right here. Mm-hmm. It sucked. It sucked. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a future rap name right there. Oh man, SoundCloud. I could get into that. <laughs> I could get into SoundCloud, I could get the dang yurtle out there, and I don't know, just get that mean bass going still. Uh, so anyways, um, we're going to get into our first segment of our, our video game podcast. Since we got the, the first episode stuff out of the way, we're about to get into the gaming news section of uh, Level Up Chips. So pretty much this is going to be uh, recent news or upcoming news uh, that should be something that you should be aiming towards, you know, looking around for, or just some uh, uh, some really peculiar stuff. So the very first thing that I think everybody's kind of anticipating in worry is the death of Mario on March 31st. It sucks. I know um, pretty much this 35th yeah 35th anniversary of mario is about to come to a close on march 31st and all the anniversary stuff the collection the battle royale they had mario 35 it is all going to go away digitally and it's going to get out of circulation uh in stores so pretty much the only way you could get it is if you bought it already or through pre-owned uh users uh what, what would what do you think about that um it was bound to happen no um (laughs) i think that's pretty interesting but i mean it's definitely gonna make the people that have any of that kind of stuff like that's gonna be rare you know it's like when a flappy bird like (laughs) stopped and people with ipods that had them on it were like selling them for hundreds of dollars oh yeah we're we're gonna have the switches that have mario on it and it'll sell for like thousands of dollars oh yeah Oh, and like he was like the number one, like most like noticeable video game character. Mm-hmm. But he's being surpassed. Other, what, other, other, what other things? What other things are surpassing him? I would say Pikachu when it comes to a video game character that people recognize. Damn it, you're right. Yeah, you're right. No, that. Just because I know what is it in in Japan? They have like the March of the Pikachu, where everyone's in giant Pikachu costumes or something. I've seen those videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, Pikachu. Yeah, you're right. That's gotten even worse than Mario. Uh, <laughs> even worse. It's a, it, it's a dare I say pandemic of of Mario going around and now Pikachu. Yeah. Um, but now people are really anticipating that Zelda. The, the anniversary of Zelda. This is their 35th uh, for 2021. We already got some news for Zelda Skyward Sword, but we're really anticipating some, I don't know, maybe maybe some remasters of, uh, you know, yeah. Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind, Ma- Wind Waker. Wind Waker, which is what I want. I want Wind Waker on the Switch. I want Wind Waker. I want the uh, HD one so we can get that red sailcloth mm. from the Wii U version because that was just... It made the game so much easier. Yeah. Everything about that was just so much better. Um, so going back to it, 
the Xbox Game Pass is starting to get a little bit larger. I say little, but really they are getting like insanely large. Uh, they have a lot of RPGs. They have Octopath Traveler, which was originally exclusive to the Switch, and they, they are now getting Undertale. This is included Ooh. alongside so many other Square Enix games, like Dragon Quest XI, some of the Final Fantasy games, and Nier Automata. Um, it's, it's absolutely getting crazy. You know, they just got the Bethesda stuff on the Game Pass. They just got Yakuza games all over that. And now EA Play is coming to the Game Pass. So for like 15 bucks, I think you can get for like the PC for cloud. That's a bargain. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I'm so excited. I, I really love, like I love Bethesda. And so mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited. Like I, I grew up playing uh, Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, which is a very fun, but dated game. The graphics are very dated. Uh, uh, yeah you're kind of i don't know i don't know how to describe it but it's on game pass now and now like i have friends that are like downloading it for the first time and i'm like yes you guys get to play it and then i'm obviously standing by their side if they have any questions if they're like how come my arrows don't hit people and i'm like because you got to aim for their tummy because it's really the only hitbox <laughs> really well that's pretty much yeah don't ever try to attack it in those games it was pretty much the square of your like chest and tummy is like where you aim that is so strange yeah but no I, i'm pretty excited especially like i don't know i've been pushing off playing undertale i really want to but i just keep pushing it back um yeah that that one is definitely in the backlog i keep trying to get into it and then i don't know something just shiny gets in my way like mm -hmm. um i don't know like just recently i really wanted to play it and then immediately i saw phoenix right the the ace attorney trilogy and i was like oh i haven't finished the second one yet in a long time so <laughs> um so yeah these these games are starting to get really crazy i think the bethesda acquirement is great i just finished playing uh through doom eternal again i just Ooh. did the extra modes live uh extra live mode and i ended with like i think 37 it was insane uh but i i was having a blast with it again i've been playing it just again to the dlc and that should be really awesome to see other people play it on i've been able to play it on phones with xbox game pass um i've been able to play it on pc so this is just a great great deal yeah um another thing that is coming around the corner and i really wish i had it i wish i had the confetti to say you know like we did it but um Monster Hunter Rise is going to be releasing the day that this gets announced, March 26th. So I'm really excited for that one. I'm not sure if you're a fan of Monster Hunter. I've I've never I've never played it, but I know that isn't it a movie coming out as well? Oh, it already came out. And oh, it's bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that one. Do you know like the Resident Evil movies? like yes, the really yeah. really bad ones with Mila Jovovich yes yeah it's the same people that made the Monster Hunter movie I don't know oh. why Capcom is just forcing these guys to just do all their video game movies but they're terrible and we kind of just a lot of the fans just disassociate with those yeah types they're of like, uh movies yeah I mean it's kind of like how Avatar the Last Airbender movie doesn't exist <laughs> Yeah, no, the M Night. We don't talk about M Night Shyamalan's movie. No, um, but no, that's pretty cool. I, uh, I don't know. I've always seen Monster Hunter. Isn't I think isn't there like a dragon in Monster Hunter that's in Smash Bros. as just like a random battle? The Rathalos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna so be wearing this shirt next week for talking about Monster Hunter. So. Uh, I'm I'm so excited for it. <laughs> so that's all I know. Rathalos. Rathalos, yes. I was so upset when I heard that the Mii Fighter costumes for Monster Hunter were in the DLC for Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. I, my friend and I were really into this and we just, we looked at each other and we just, we were so disappointed. We really wanted that. We saw the Rathalos and said, that's gotta be something. But... Uh, afraid not um 
so pretty much that's my news but what would you have for for gaming news isaac um well i i don't have anything about games coming out but you know i'm always i always appreciate it when when there are new people uh to play video games in the world uh even if they're not human um for instance uh Recently at Purdue University, animal researchers, um, they had a study where they taught pigs how to play video games. Um, they used their nose to use the joystick and they like surprisingly were successful at the video games they tried. And pig, people always talk about how like smart pigs are. Well, yeah. They're like, they're like what, like the fifth smartest animal or something um, under dolphins and us. Yeah. Uh, maybe. uh certain humans um but no and you know if one day i'm like in matchmaker and a a pig shows up i'm not gonna be disappointed (laughs) you just play smash bros and then you just see pig just right there and they're playing a palatina and you're like oh man this shouldn't be good (laughs) playing palatina i was gonna say playing ganondorf but palatina (laughs) (laughs) just gets a ganondorf just like self-destructs every single time oh yes Oh man, no that! Wow, what did they did they say? What kind of games these pigs were playing? Were they playing Pac Man and actually doing better than me, or like? Um, yeah. So let's see. They they basically it was like a small game where they would move a a, a cursor mm-hmm. to like specific targets, and if they hit the target, the computer would make a sound and it would dispense a treat. Um, and the targets were randomly generated, but like the pigs like managed to do it what? there was a level of success that is so that. crazy Whoa. one day pigs won't be food anymore <laughs> no they'll take over we all know yeah. that people are worried about like i don't know ants or crazy aliens no it's gonna be the pigs first we all it's gonna know be it. the pigs yeah it's gonna be the pigs but uh <laughs> going into the the very big topic um so this segment, we are going to be calling it a trip down memory card lane. So pretty much we are going to be talking about um, some of the, the old generations that we played as kids. And I am so excited because we are going to be talking about the Nintendo DS. And Isaac, he has his own DS right there with him. And funny enough, it is also red. It is the exact same look mine is just i don't know if you have this but like when i was a kid something broke right here and now it doesn't do the little like click oh it doesn't but oh you have it oh man i mean it's been treated decently i don't know um but yeah for for viewers at home they they are the exact same ds which we were surprised oh yeah um Oh my gosh, this thing was absolutely insane for for back in like 2005 to around 2012-ish. Um, so pretty much it released, oh my gosh, it released 16 years ago. So yeah, around 2004. Uh, and it's about to get into its 17th year. In November, uh, the, the amount of units sold was about like 154 million. And there were about 2,030 games that were, were published for the DS, which is just absolutely insane. The uh, amount of shovelware, the amount of Cooking Mama, uh, it's insane. Uh, Isaac, you doing good there? I am... I'm, I'm doing well. <laughs> Sorry, your, your screen right now, I'm, I'm just seeing it. It's just you with your tongue stuck out. Oh, gross. Oh, man. This should be great for the podcast. Um, <laughs> going into it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Once... Oh, yeah, no, it froze just for a second. Um, let's just give it one more second just to see if, I don't know, you unstick your tongue. <laughs> Living that best life. Oh, man. You know, we could still talk about uh, DS games if uh, you want. You could just have your tongue stuck out while we're talking. Hey, you know, the best of us <laughs> keep their tongues out. 
Yeah, um, no, you're doing better than me. Well, that's all right. As long as they can see you, that's all that matters. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> all right, we, we just go on with the show. So the Diaz had about 2,030 games, which is insane. But this, uh, this console, this little uh, mini portable device, was absolutely revolutionary you know it had all the different games it had like dragon quest it had some of the great platformers like new super mario bros and it even had you know like puzzlers like professor layton i know a lot of people played that and um honestly it's absolutely crazy um what were your favorite games that you had on the ds if you know yeah <laughs> um all right my my favorite games am i still frozen uh yeah no tongue is still out oh gosh uh it's un unsightly um my favorite games uh were for the ds were definitely pokemon um which i know i guess that's kind of on the nose for a lot of people but um yeah pokemon um i had soul silver which brilliant game oh um so as well awesome. as diamond i think or pearl i had diamond okay you had diamond i had diamond um which i think was dialga i don't know um no i and I, then i got like a lot of games from my sibling my my friends younger siblings but besides that obviously uh scribble knots yes I don't know if oh my gosh scribble knot fans out there yeah Hit that me up in the comments oh that <laughs> was insane oh my gosh that i love the game i remember i think i might have been 16 maybe 17 and i was going over to my grandma's place and we we're gonna you know the whole family was gonna like spend the weekend there and i brought my ds just for the hell of it you know and i i just got scribble knots i got super scribble knots to be exact and I played through the entire thing. I did, I think, every single challenge that weekend. And that one, that one's just such a close place in my heart, you know? Yeah. That it's one wholesome, wholesome game too. Oh, oh yeah, no, totally, totally. I I think my favorite stuff was getting like a god and just having them yeah. smite every <laughs> problem I had. No, I, I love like trying to like see what crazy combinations I could do. Like adding giant or small in front of anything, like would make it big or small. I'd be like giant flying legless purple pig and it would do it. That's so much. But that's insane that like the DS could do that. They found an actual like, I don't know, engine that had the capabilities of producing something so specific just with yeah. words. Yeah, and I know I remember being upset because you couldn't do like name brand stuff. Like you couldn't do like like I couldn't do a Hobbit, but I could do a Halfling. <laughs> and so that was a big that was like trying to figure out like oh okay I can't do Master Chief, <laughs> but <laughs> I remember the Wii U one, uh, the Ultimate Scribble Knots. They actually had Mario some Nintendo stuff, so they had like I think Zelda. I had some, you know, like the Triforce, Link, Epona, Ganondorf, Bowser. Oh. It was so neat. Um, but even then, you know, it's not DS, so let's move on from that subject. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so some of my favorite games that I had on the DS were it's surprising. I actually didn't list this as my favorite genre. And the more I look at this list, the more I realize I really uh-oh. <laughs> oh no. Isaac was kicked out of the Zoom call, so we'll skip to when he came back right about now. Hey, no tongue. Perfect. It's like I didn't even leave. Oh yeah, no, we are definitely going to edit that and just say, I don't know, like technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, a puppy was chewing on the cord. No, um... Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, it's so nice to see another human again. Um... Anyways, before my computer so rudely cut you off by uh, me leaving. <laughs> let me get back into it just really quickly. I'll be really quick just so this doesn't go on for too long. Um, so my favorite games were Ghost Trick, uh, Phoenix Wright, 
the trilogy, I actually wanted to I wanted to be a lawyer for a while because of these games. I played, <laughs> yeah. it, I played it in seventh grade and I actually like in junior year, I took some like college level classes, some dual enrollment with U of M. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be a lawyer. I took it. And I think I said to myself at some point, wait a minute, this isn't Phoenix, right? This isn't. <laughs> I'm not it? able I'm not able to just contradict someone and immediately be like, they're the murderer, you know? Objection! <laughs> I can't just yell that out all the time. This sucks. So I'm, you know, now majoring as a journalist. So that's how it goes. The other game that I absolutely loved is this game called 999. Nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. It's a very niche game. But, yeah. oh my gosh, this game is like, the craziest story it has six different endings and you need to get through all of them to really like witness the true ending but like the craziest thing i love about it is you basically have to use all different endings all the different knowledge you build from those endings to figure out what to do with that final ending and it like it unravels into the story that is just so crazy so awesome it's on ps4 it's on steam it's on ds oh okay um it's called the nonary games it'll have like the second one that was on the 3ds but it had voice acting and the coolest thing is it has this crazy story but it has like escape room uh like levels and stuff basically when you get in these rooms you have these escape rooms that you have to go out of but it's like the best stuff like it's so smart but at the same time, it's not smart enough that you get frustrated and you have to, like, get out of it and search it and everything, search how to do yeah. it. It's like, you feel like a genius, but you know that's just the designer. It's just being a designer. It's yeah, great. You, you get the satisfaction, that serotonin of, of beating something and it's, knowing that you did it yourself. I just remember just, like, yeah, the serotonin just kicked <laughs> in so bad that I was just, like, I marathoned through the entire game with my brother. And we just straight up, we, like, at some point, I think we woke up at, like, 9 a.m. after, like, a whole, like, crazy night of just getting through it, and he was like, we need to finish it. We need to do this, and <laughs> it was, like, summertime. It was a hot room, and we're just sweating it out, trying to figure out how to, to get to the ending. Wild times. It is, without a doubt, one of the best games for, for visual novels. Well, heck, I'll have to give that a look. I highly suggest it. Anybody... I recommend all three games. The Phoenix Wright trilogy is awesome. The Ghost Trick has, again, every single character in Ghost Trick is has some part in this huge whodunit type of situation. I feel like I'm just going, <laughs> I'm railing off into Ghost Trick and just all the games, but like, it's so awesome. Ghost Trick especially has like inanimate object puzzles where you have to move literal objects like this, this microphone, you might just like, move it just a little bit and basically you have to use all those different movements of different objects to save people's lives oh gosh yeah so it'll be like open a refrigerator door strum a guitar uh i don't know like open a, a crosswalk first you know like at a garbage place you know uh i don't know it's it's crazy it's absolutely wild but at the same time the puzzles are like the best ever I just had a friend that played it recently and he was freaking out. He was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is so great. Um, so that's my rant. <laughs> oh, all right. I wrote it down. I was like, maybe I'll give it a look sometime. Seriously, get an emulator, do something like these games are without a doubt, like some of the best stuff ever. Um so going moving away so i don't rant a little bit more about these games but um i think the other big thing that i think both of us really use with this ds you know we had picto chat we had the multiplayer games i'm not sure if you played a lot of, like the the mario bros casino stuff i didn't really no i didn't play too many multiplayer games surprisingly oh man but that was like uh, yeah no that that did you ever use like picto chat or anything 
Uh, yes, Picto Chat. Yes, I love Picto Chat. <laughs> Picto Chat was the best. Yeah, that that was awesome. No, that honing your art skills as a child. I think the brilliant. I think the biggest thing I did was I tried filling that entire screen into like a black void and really tried to get those dots. That was the biggest, you know, the hardest thing to do is just trying to make sure everything was actually filled out. Uh, but otherwise, I think the biggest thing that we really use other than those functions was the Game Boy Advance backwards compatibility. Mm, definitely, um, definitely, definitely. I was thinking about veering off from this, but the more I think about it, the um, the Game Boy was definitely a huge role. I never had like a, a good D, uh, Game Boy Advance just because the battery compartment kept flipping out and yeah. it just never really had a good backlight. But these things, they that's the stylus, that's where it went. Um, it has this little Game Boy slot, and I remember playing some, like, huge games on it. I played, oh, what game is that? This is Sonic Advance. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot it doesn't push all the way in. No, it doesn't. It. I was it like, just, where does it go? It's so weird. It just kind of sticks out, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's there. Um. Yeah, no, those games, I remember playing the Pokemon games, like, you know, I think I had Sapphire, Pokemon Sapphire, playing Metroid Fusion, playing, like, Super Mario uh, Superstar Saga, you know, some of those games. Yeah, no, I I, I think, I don't know, like, I kind of like that, that that's kind of like how Nintendo made stuff, where it was like, you have the Wii, but you can also play GameCube stuff on it. Yeah, which was nice. Um, and then with the Switch, it's like, yeah, we only uh, we only play Switch here. Uh, it makes but, sense. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine any other system having a cartridge base, but <laughs> I want to be able to stick this this uh, Game Boy Advance, Sonic Advance, into my Switch and play it. No, um, no, like yeah, uh, and I played. I had Pokemon Emerald as well which i also don't know where that went but i i have sonic i had uh tetris as well Ooh. and tetris was like it's so boring but it's so fun for like yeah like car car trips and stuff i love that the game boy advance stuff um i as well had a pretty crappy game boy advance that had a really bad cartridge because it was like a rechargeable battery cartridge thing or even oh. battery pack i mean yeah um and so it but it, it like got to the point where it would only work if it was plugged in like oh the no. battery eroded mm -hmm. so no this was definitely the way to go no that this was great especially because i think you might have had like the game boy advance sp no i had i had the old one really i had, I had this guy you had that guy i had that guy i didn't oh, have no. this guy i couldn't afford that the <laughs> the sp the small laptop one Oh yeah, the laptop one. I was gonna say the laptop one. I was excited for, but I think we got rid of it to get the DS lights. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the Game Boy Advance I have, I've tried playing on it still. The backlight on it, there's it's non-existent, mm -hmm. but I think it's gotten worse. Where like the screen's gotten even more faded, where I literally have to like stick it right underneath a light just to yeah. make sure that like I can see anything. Otherwise, it's still really, really bad. Yeah, no, I remember like playing Game Boy and it would get like dark and mm -hmm. I'd be like squinting and trying to like see it and I couldn't. I'd have a flashlight out. Sometimes, yeah, no, I see people like online saying like, don't you remember when you had like a Game Boy Advance, you'd be in your car and you'd like have to wait for those street light lamps yes, to just yes. pass by so you could keep playing. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, I can't stop playing Pokemon now, you know. It especially sucked when you didn't have a flashlight and you just you're in a dark like country road. There's mm. no light and you're just there like I'm gonna try. And somehow we all have these memories too. That's <laughs> every single one <laughs> every of us just yeah. had the struggle, had the challenge of just being like, forget it. I don't need the light. I can do it myself. Oh. Probably.
I have a large amount of Lego games, surprisingly, for my DS. Lego, okay. What, like, I have Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy. Lego oh. Batman. Lego Ninjago. Lego oh. Star Wars 3. These were all, I think, from my, my friend. But I also had, I had Lego Lord of the Rings, but I don't know where it went. But I they didn't lo- have Lego, but I did have Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. But they look so bad on on the <laughs> DS. I don't know. Yeah, no, that that was that was a great system, you know. Just this thing was probably like the only reason like I would keep it. I think I've seen people they've customized it where a DS they'll straight up just not have the top half. They'll just rip oh. it off or dismantle it and make it look really nice where you can just play Game Boy Advance games on it. I started thinking about it. It works. I mean, it's a great idea. Yeah. But I think this is the optimal way to play DS and Game Boy Advance for sure. So. There's my scribble knobs right there. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, scribble knots. Shout out to those people. Shout out to Warner Bros surprisingly they made the game i always found that really odd yeah um but i think that we have gone on long enough about the ds and how awesome it is and um i think that we should get into the final segment of this uh podcast which is the game recommendation game of the episode it is so awesome basically what i do is I get a list of random games that I just think of, you know, Shenmue, I think of, I don't know, like Witcher 3, I think Mm. of like Mm -hmm. Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon, and I just put them into this uh, random picker, you know, just online, and I say, all right, do your work. And this week, they have decided to uh, grant (laughs) us with the ability to talk about Doom Eternal, and I, I... think that this is a very like relevant game at the moment especially since the dlc uh part two just came out last week and i i don't know have you played this game okay um it's gonna be weird because i own it but i haven't played it um, oh man it's so yeah no it's it's on um i have on like uh an sd card like an external hard drive Mm -hmm. and i just think all the time like i should really just like plug it in and then transfer it onto the console but but i just keep pushing it off well i guess the next thing i should ask is like have you played the 2016 doom i played a little bit of it uh my friend i watched my friend play it though for a long time i it's fantastic i don't know i grew up with like the doom that was on like the original xbox oh yeah which was kind of cheesy but Wait, um, doom three. Oh god yeah doom three um which was cheesy and i remember i would constantly restart it but uh no i love I, I do i do love the doom i just the concept of just ripping demons apart <laughs> with <laughs> with your hands oh it's brilliant it's so awesome um i guess i should be the one to give the rant then um so doom eternal this game is one of the sickest like first person shooters sick in the sense of it's so awesome and sick because if you don't like gore you are going to become sick <laughs> it is so i've i've it had will it where make I'm, you ill like my yeah exactly like my mom um she's one of those people that if there's like a knife fight in a movie or something and there's blood or something she will literally be like i can't watch it oh, oh my god gosh. oh god and I'm just here like, hey, mom, check this out just really quickly. This is my new game. And then she's like, yeah, I'm going to be sick. All right. <laughs> she just walks out of the room like, you're disgusting. <laughs> like, Thanks, mom. Um, but this game is awesome. You know, um, if you played Doom 2016, I think you remember that it was really fast. You know, very fast paced first person shooter. Um, Doom Eternal does that tenfold. You know, it's insane where it's even faster. The movement speed is just quicker. But also you have these dashes in the second level of the game. You get these dashes 
and you get two of them and i think the biggest thing about it is you can dash out of enemies ways it almost plays like almost a bullet hell where you really have to make sure you're able to dodge out of like an orb out of like fire something like that and they do it super well and I think the biggest thing that people should kind of be worried about is the fact that it's difficult. Um, it's not the the type of first person shooter that people should get into just like on the get go. Like I've never played first person shooters. Let's get Doom Eternal. Don't do that. Don't, <laughs> Don't jump right in. <laughs> Don't do that because you are going to be like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. insane. Play um, Halo One. <laughs> play Halo One. Play Portal. Play like. Oh yeah, Portal's such a good one. Portal is the best. Like intro first person shooter right next to like the first borderlands maybe the second one second one's probably the better one to get into yeah easier Um, gameplay exactly and kind of a better difficulty curve so anyway this game is definitely a little you know very hardcore but i think that it has some great weapon variety it has a wheel just like the original doom you don't just you know have two weapons or something you have a whole like i think eight different weapons just to choose from each one has a purpose and i think the coolest thing is this game 2016 tried to go for the more realistic approach and you know very down in aisle boots on the ground type of first person shooter as they could but um this game goes very video game like very cartoony there are these demons called cac demons they are just floating heads. They kind of look like balloons and they only have like an eye and a, a mouth. It's awesome. I love it. But if you get like a grenade launcher and you just <laughs> shoot the you know grenade right into the mouth, you'll hear this huge like oh and then <laughs> <laughs> and and you just see the smoke as it's burping and it gets dazed, it gets confused. And you get to do the glory kills, which is the, the greatest part about Doom. It's one of the few that's actually able to do it right, these glory kills. But you go invincible, you're able to just do the goriest like, kill on these <laughs> demons. And it has a purpose. Again, yeah, you tear them and you get your little blade. You have this blade on your arm and you're able to poke the eye out and just take it out like a kebab. And it's disgusting. It's great. But glory <laughs> I've I'm one of those people that's like blood awesome um it's disgusting it's great <laughs> I think that's a 10 out of 10 um but the purpose of these glory kills is to give you more health if you just shoot a demon and it dies without a glory kill it gives you like very little health and you're gonna need that since it's very difficult um you get a chainsaw too where you can rip them and you get ammo from that so it's always replenishable you get a few, you know, you can get more chainsaw fuel so you can like take out the bigger demons, but usually you want to get the fodder, you know, the the possessed, the soldier, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And even you have like a little flamethrower. So basically they'll get burning and they'll sweat out armor shards. And it's just, it's wild what they were able to do. They really made it as uh, Hugo Martin says, the creative director for this game. He calls it a thinking man's first person shooter. Ooh. oh yeah no he's getting very into it but honestly i think that it's one of those games that you should definitely buy and you should definitely play it. you have no <laughs> you have no, I have no excuse excuse you have it on game pass if you have game pass you got it on the the hard drive you got it on the cloud you got it man play it <laughs> Rip up some demons. Rip up some demons. And isn't isn't like the guy's name just Doom Guy? It's like, Doom Slayer. Doom Slayer. But like they haven't given him like a name, right? No, there's all sorts of weird lore to this game though. I think like the first I think in Doom Eternal, they kind of made it canon where this guy has been around since the very first Doom game. I think he's like the great great grandson of bj blaskowitz the guy from the wolfenstein series oh wow <laughs> yeah they're wow. really they're really getting into the lore so basically he's the great great grandson of that guy and he is just like you know he's in the the marine base he shoots he kills all the demons goes into hell he stays there for a while and he finds a portal somehow into this like 
warrior realm, the the Sentinels, and basically he's just given that title of Doomslayer. And by the point you find him in like Doom 2016, he is a god. He's <laughs> literally given like powers that just make him a god. And you he wakes up from his slumber as soon as like demons are just invading Earth. He's just like, all right, my time has come. And then he just my... It's ready for me. Oh yeah. He's like yeah. Kratos. Oh, totally. He is just like they'd be friends. They'd be or they'd friends. kill or they'd kill each other. I think that Doom guy would or Doom Slayer, I don't even know anymore. Uh, I think he would like show him heavy metal, show Kratos heavy metal. And I think Kratos would really show him how to like use the chains. Yeah, the know? chaos blades. He'd the just chaos blades. show him what's up. Be like, all right, you know, let's let's do some uh, practice with axes, stuff like that. They'd be friends. They'd <laughs> they'd pet uh, Doomslayer's bunny. Uh, I forgot the bunny's name, but Doomslayer has a pet bunny, and the reason why he decided to go get revenge on the demons at some point was because one of his bunnies died. No. Yeah, they killed it. So he was like, all right, I'm back into it. <laughs> that I that was the ending of sleep. That was the ending of the first ever Doom game, and everyone was like, yeah, that makes sense. But um, I think that that's a, a great episode. I think that we should definitely wrap it up. If you have anything else that you want to mention, uh, you know, go um, on. Make sure you have a stable internet connection when you record a podcast. What, was it me that no, had the... Okay. It was me. It was you. Okay. Just for a second, I wasn't sure if it was like a Smash Bros moment where just where nobody knows who's the bad one or not, but <laughs> no, no, it, it was me, unfortunately. My screen was like low internet quality, and I was like, ooh. That's not good. So, so yeah, double check that stuff. Oh yeah. Um, so let me get into it just really quickly. And Thanks for joining us on our trip down memory card lane. If you like what you heard, don't forget to follow Level Up Chips and CM Life on your preferred platform. We also recommend that you uh, uh, follow our partnered podcast, Raving Geeks. Join us next week as we talk about the newly released game, Monster Hunter Rise. Until then, see ya, everybody. So long, gamers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. Yeah. <laughs>